Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Well, welcome. <clears throat> I'm having a yummy, yummy dark chocolate peanut butter cup, and it's so yum. Oh my God. I thought it would be gone before I had to speak, and it isn't. So, I'm really excited to be here with you today, and I want to kind of like tiptoe around an idea. First of all, though, let me just say thank you to everyone listening because there are some really powerful listeners out there giving me a lot of um, a lot of feedback and a lot of good stuff. So just thank you so much for all of your energy and love and and listening. I mean, it just it, I do it for me, but it really just so is magical when I see that other people appreciate it. So um, today. I want to explore this new experiencing thing I'm having. And I think there's a skill in here that other people could benefit from. So let me just tell you what it's about. So all the time we're in relationships with different people. And I do this with my daughter. I do it with all my important relationships. But I, I think I even do it with like relationships with strangers, you know, like Imagine this. Imagine the time that you um, were driving and there was like the homeless person begging. And um, this may or may not be you, but you can kind of like imagine it being some other situation. And you thought about giving him five bucks. Or let's just say 20 bucks or it doesn't matter. And then you thinking about it and going back and forth and then. He's not looking your way, so you stop thinking about it for a minute, and he's looking away again, and then the light turns green, and you go. And you regretted stalling out and not taking action and giving him the five bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. Or maybe you gave him five, but you were inspired to give him 20, but you backed down a little bit, but then you regretted it. So the thing is, there is this, um, this beautiful place where we process. And I think our brains are for that processing, you know, it's, it's for, um, doing that little bit of feeling back and forth. So what I've noticed is that I want to process faster and I want to process in a more clear way. So that means that like when I'm with my kid, rather than reacting to the current situation, I imagine I imagine, like say I'm snuggling with Bella on the couch and we're watching a movie. I imagine what it would be like for us to sit separately and watch the movie and how unsatisfactory it is for me. And then I'm like, well, if that's the case, then what am I there for? And I realize I'm there for that snuggling. I'm there for that. I'm there for the quality time of uh, snuggling with Bella. All right, so would I want to be there watching the film if I wasn't snuggling with Bella? And the answer is no. So this is like a high level processing I'm doing out of context, like out of the experience of it. 
um, because I'm imagining it. And there are many times that Bella said, oh, come and watch a movie, come and watch a movie, let's watch a movie. And if I had had that high-level processing ahead of that moment, I wouldn't have heard, let's watch a movie. I would have heard, let's snuggle. Because that's what it would have been for me. But because I heard, let's watch a movie, and I thought about sitting and watching a movie, that did not entice me at all. I didn't want to do that. All I wanted to do, possibly, was snuggle with Bella. So this is the kind of thing that I'm doing now with my life. But I'm going to tell you this, too. I find I do it on the island, but I don't necessarily do it on the mainland. On the island, I have more time to process, more time to think things through. And how unique that when we get quiet, when we get less texting and less social media and less um, bombardment of demands on, um, you know, computers and phones and, and just, you know, even the lifestyle of being on the mainland or, you know, being in your town and having a job and like me, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm like always available to answer phone calls, which I don't get all the time, but I am available for it and they pop up and then it might pull me out of um, a relationship moment where I'm giving someone the, all the details on what I do for teaching and you know, all of that and talking to them and answering their questions. And I'll, I'll change gears for that. But it's just like, it feels like there's not that quiet time as much to be inspired. And we have to make that time. We have to set it aside so we can have these moments to ponder. What does it mean to me to be in this relationship with this person? And what is important to me in that relationship? And yesterday I I talked about the language of love. And I think that's what kind of led to this. The idea that there is a love language. And just um, letting that kind of like settle around me. Because I haven't been thinking about it a whole bunch or talking about it. But letting that settle around me, I realized how important touch is to me. So important. And I think a lot of my childhood might have led me to this place where touch is so important because as a child there wasn't a lot of affection there was a lot of kids there was maybe some tussling but not even for me later like after I was like seven or eight there wasn't a lot of tussling not a lot of um horseplay or whatever you want to call it so holding the babies in my house would have been touching you know um but it wasn't touching for the sake of touching it wasn't touching to convey touching to be a language um touching for love it wasn't like that it was um very productivity based feed the baby change the baby you know um help dress your brothers or stuff like that so wow so now touch is very very important to me not only important to me i think it's important to a lot of people I think touch is in is part of being human. And so and feeling, we have skin to feel. So I touch strangers even all the time. You know, at the supermarket, I'll touch someone's arm or their shoulder. 
I'll give someone a hug, um, all sorts of stuff. So, and I just believe in the value of it and I don't hold back. I don't do it out of a place of being like, oh, I don't know if you'll like this or I do it from a place of knowing in the oneness, knowing in the love of who I am and giving that freely, you know, just giving it freely, even if it's just a touch on the shoulder, even if it's just a thank you for the shopping cart, um, and making that really powerful eye contact. I, I love that. I absolutely love it. So, um, let's go back to this idea, this notion of being able to pre-experience something through the imagination. God bless us. We have an imagination. I don't believe animals can do this. Um, that we can walk through a situation and we can write the script before it happens. All right. So I will say that it's because we've had prior experiences that we have something to work with, right? A great director, he's going to see what's working and what isn't. He's going to keep the stuff that's working and he's going to rewrite the stuff that isn't working. And that's what we're doing. We're rewriting the stuff that doesn't work. How lucky for us that we are the directors and the scriptwriters and the main characters in our show. I love it, love it, love it. So when I realized, like I did, that I do want quality time with my daughter, that I do want to snuggle with her, and I do want to connect with her in these ways, I want a strong bond, I want a strong connection, I want an open connection so that we never feel we can, we can't talk to each other And then are my actions showing that? And it's like, wow, you know, like when I turn her down to watch a movie with her, I am in essence kind of pushing her away. That would have been an opportunity. But see, I didn't upfront see that. So now I do. Now I see that as a beautiful opportunity to snuggle with my daughter. Now, it's funny because the same thing's going on with my friend Ursula. Where, you know, we're all together. There's this list of movies that we could jump on and watch. But when I think of watching a movie, it's not my go-to for spending time. However, um, quality one-to-one time. Now, for me, if we're at a movie, quality one-to-one time could just be snuggling. You know, like, um, just... Being able to be, you know, shoulder to shoulder and put a hand on each other's, you know, lap or something. You know, just to, you know, hook arms or whatever. Just to hold each other while we watch a movie. I love that. I love it. And to me, that is the value. Not the movie. It is that. That is the value. And when I am home at Ursula's place in New Jersey... We don't miss opportunities for hugs and appreciation and affirmation of the goodness that we are. We don't miss opportunities for that. And that was part of those languages of love. So maybe what this is bringing in too is this idea of integrating as many languages of love as you can. Because it won't hurt. If you love the people in your life, let them know. And you don't have to just do it by saying, I love you. Let them know through acts of service. Let them know through random gifts. Let them know through um, touching, through 
um, what was the other one? <clears throat> I think I got them all, kind of. Um, and quality time, right? Let them know through these ways. It's so, so lovely. It's so lovely. And now that I've glanced at that, now I tell you, I did not read the book, but I did look it up and I saw these five languages of love and I can understand them. I don't need someone to spell it out and write a whole book about it. I'm on it. So it is great for us to notice our weak spots in that and to do something about the weak spots to understand that it all has value, it all matters, and that in our lives we're going to run into different people and there's going to be people who respond to different ones of these. I just had a friend show up in New Jersey at my house and bring me this gorgeous gift and it was her grandmother's wine glasses and it was just two of them but they were so exquisite and perfect and I wouldn't have picked better glasses and I just was so touched by this. So for this person, gifts are a currency of love. That is a love language for them. And it just was wonderful. Like it was just so lovely. Um, Yeah, and I know when I'm inspired to give gifts that that's where they're coming from. It's just a place of loveliness. It's just a place of appreciation. And I'm thinking of you and I thought of you. And I, I love that. So again, let me just reiterate, like the root of today was about writing the script you want, walking through the script you want, understanding the scripts. Like, cause I don't want to reject anyone in my life. So I have to look at this idea of like, why would I not watch a movie with her? What is the, what is the value I want from spending time with my kid? or my best friends, or anyone. It could be your spouse, your partner. What is the value that you want? And can you get that value um, another way? Can you do it? So, uh, yes, yes, yes. Do you hear that? Yes, 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 I love you. And have a wonderful day! Oh my God, and for others, Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.